Hello everybody, and welcome back to Tales from the Blue Cottage. Um, thank you guys for listening in to our, uh, uh, our fun little adventure here that we've been having these past, past few weeks, and hopefully many more weeks to come. Um, just wanted to remind everyone again, and, uh, and thank those of you who have been supporting us via Midnight Straight Candle Co., as well as through the Blue Cottage D or Blue Cottage RPG Etsy. Or yes, yeah, mm -hmm. Blue Cottage RPG Etsy. Uh, we really appreciate you guys' support. Um, it helps us keep the stream going. Um, for those of you who don't already know, uh, you can check us out on Instagram at Blue Cottage D&D or at Midnight Straight Candle Co. Um, so yeah, I think that's it. Uh, thanks again for listening, and I guess we're going to dive right into tonight's session. Um, I need to switch this music back to something a little, a little, a little more, more foreboding. Because uh, if, if memory serves me correctly, you guys are. Uh, we're not in combat anymore. We're not in combat, but we're clean. Yeah. You're very clean. Uh, <laughs> out and about. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so, last we left off, you all found yourselves at the, well, first off, let's, let's start all the way from the beginning, where after the brawl in the tavern, Casaros, uh, you had to, to kind of make face a little bit with Dargan, the, bar, the barkeep. Um, he was not thrilled yeah. at the fact that <laughs> his niece was taken hostage by a band of uh, rampaging pirates. <laughs> At the end of the combat, you guys remain victorious, however, Dargan uh, asked that you all leave the premises for a while, at least until the danger following Castros around uh, had subsided. He was fearful for his and his niece's safety. Fair. To be fair. <laughs> to be fair. Uh, <laughs> After this, you all went to the Commissioner's Manor for the meeting that was to transpire between Adonith and Commissioner Andrew Renard. Um, you met the steward, the very kind of stoic, kind of high-class steward, Owen Margrave, as well as a few of the, the servants, the Drishkin servant women who worked within the Commissioner's Manor. During the meeting, you noticed some strange things happening with the commissioner's eyes suddenly turned red. He was having veins beginning to bulge in his neck, and he, he seemed almost ill, uh, as if something was afflicting him. And, and then he cut the meeting short due to this. Later that night, you all returned to, uh, to seek out the idol that the Gildas had hired you to, to acquire. On your way there, you had an encounter with a minotaur in the back alleys of Sombrum. Took you off guard as you saw it fighting with Owen Margrave, who was knocked unconscious. The four of you managed to, uh, to very, pretty quickly defeat the creature. In fact, only, only a few people got hit. It wasn't, it wasn't terrible. Um, they just went unconscious. So dude, yeah. it was a quick, quick scuffle and you guys were able to, to fell the beast, which then suddenly transformed back into the commissioner, the occupations commissioner of Stonebrook. You saw that he had apparently transformed into this creature at some point in the night, and now had been reduced to his, his former self. Uh, the commissioner dead on the ground, Owen unconscious. Uh, as you guys 
were trying to figure out what was going on and make sense of the situation, the guards came rushing in and not wanting to be captured or seen at the scene, uh, at the scene of this incident, you all, th- or thanks to some clever fog cloud usage by Cecilia, you guys managed to escape without being noticed. Making your way around to the manor, uh, going inside, helping the, way, the, the servants free themselves, and then taking the idol as well as a couple of other artifacts from the commissioner's uh, collection before making your way back towards the Stone Dragon Plaza, where Adonath abruptly cleaned all of you with her magic stone. That thing has unlimited charges, correct? Or does it have a number of charges that can be used? It's just unlimited. Yeah. Okay, oh, it's in Thars, so I think, uh, I think it's Eberons. unlimited. Oh, is it Eberron's? Yeah, do you have Eberron's with me? Uh, I don't know, because I didn't only brought the ones that yeah, I've been I'll look it up. Look it up. I, I, I just, I wasn't sure. But using her stone, her magic stone of cleansing, you, you all became clean, cleaning all the blood, all the dirt, the dust, anything that was that would have linked you to that that battle, completely washed away from your clothing. And now you sit beneath the uh, beneath the many townhouses and and the marketplace and the large gargantuan dragon statue that sits in the middle of the Soul Dragon Plaza. I will note it's a little later. It's rough, probably 11 p.m. at this point in time, getting getting close to midnight. Not terribly late, but it's later. So, what would you all like to do? Uh, one second. Uh, That's fine. Walk back. Yeah. To the iron plants, uh, casually, the way, through the back alleys. Okay. We can take the way that Siri told us, or showed us, Siri, Siri, yeah. 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 Okay. she yeah. showed us. So you guys kind of make your way uh, back towards the iron flask, and you do as you round that corner off the main street where that takes you down past the guardhouse and on the way to the iron flask, you do see, pouring out of the gates, you see numerous guards, probably a dozen or so guards, coming out of the guardhouse now. Um, as you guys kind of turn down the back alley and make your way into into the darkness, uh, I believe you made a check on this as well. So, so, so yes. yeah, I believe you've already made your survival check on this. Yeah. So following Cecilia's uh, survival instincts once again, you guys make your way pretty quickly through the back alleys and back around to the Iron Flask without being noticed or detected by the guards. Um, seems like Sirius kind of figured it, mapped out the uh, the town to where can pretty much stay out of sight as long as you follow her lead. So as you kind of pop out of the alleyway, you do see the iron flask up ahead. You can kind of hear uh, muffled sounds, a little bit of raucous laughter and carrying on, kind of coming from that cellar door that leads down beneath the tavern. Seems like there's still a bit of a bit of a party going on downstairs. So what would you guys like to do? How is Cecilia looking? On HP? Yeah. She's looking banged up. Not <laughs> better now than she was upon the immediate <laughs> impact of that Minotaur. Uh, but she she's she's still pretty banged up. Cecilia? Mm. <laughs> 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 yes. Uh, are you feeling alright? I mean, 
My pride's hurt, not gonna lie, but I've definitely felt better. Do you mind for a moment? What What are you doing? I'm um, just like quickly tap her forehead. Freak. <laughs> <laughs> I'm caught off guard. You feel Abnett's uh, hands on you, and, and as her fingers touch your forehead, as she casts a spell, you notice the, the uh, that silhouette, that starry silhouette form in your darkness of her hand, her arms, kind of it kind of emanates from uh, from Abnett's chest and pours down, and as soon as the spell is over, it fades. Uh, however, you do heal. Nine points. Nice. nice. So, you'll not hit once. Well, I definitely feel a lot better. Thank you. Um, sorry, I was kind of caught off guard by that. But, um, also, I could see you when you do your magic. It's kind of strange. Really? Yeah, um, can you show me your arm again if you don't mind? Sure. And I just don't say anything at all. So as, as she reaches out her hand and you kind of like take it, you feel it, but you don't see anything. Okay. It, it seems like it's only it's only activated whenever she casts a spell or casts some form of magic. So something wrong? Did it hurt? It didn't hurt. It's just I'm trying to figure out why I keep seeing stars and outlines of things, and I don't know. It's just. From seeing, I even see Cheesnip, and I see you when you were battling out. When you were hashing it out earlier, I saw an outline of you, and that just was all different, and I don't know. I'm assuming it's something to relate to your magic, though. She feels alright. Is Cheesnip a particular type of magic? Is it familiar? I mean, is he like Conjuration, or...? Necromancy? Well, it's not necromancy. <laughs> <laughs> it's an undead rat. No, it's not. It's not uh, I believe it is conjuration magic. Go ahead and make an arcana check for me. Maybe it's a type of magic that you can see. Maybe. Yeah. It's definitely. Could, could be all magic. Sixteen. Sixteen? Okay, you, you're, you're familiar enough with the fine familiar spell to know that it is conjuration magic. And you would know as well that the way this works is you summon a spirit from another dimension, another realm, and it takes the form of a small creature. That creature could be a fiend or a fae, typically. But in Cheesnip's case, since, well, it's not... Hang on, I gotta, I gotta whisper this. Oh. <laughs> well, I know that um, what I did to you is evocation. So if they're different, then it's not a type. So it's possible it's all magic. Do you see anything when I play any instruments or when I whispered about Minotaur? No, actually. Oh. Interesting. I think I've seen you, and I don't think I've seen Artemis. The only outline that I've seen is of Cheesnip and Batman. That's interesting. Maybe there's some other kind of connection. Maybe it's not the magic. Maybe. You know, I've been having strange dreams lately, so I don't know if it's related to that, but once I was able to use Hunter's Mark, I was able to see whatever it's 
What is his name? Oh, uh, Andrew. Uh, Andrew? Andrew? Yeah. Commissioner? Yeah. I was able to see the commissioner. So, it's definitely strange and I'm trying to learn more about it, but... Do you think it might be a side effect from what happened to you? Could be? I mean, maybe, I don't know, there's just this figure that keeps helping me and she keeps telling me it's all a part of the hunt, so... Does that sound familiar to anything I would have learned in school? Make a religion check. Yep. <laughs> Five. Five. <laughs> that one doesn't ring a bell for some reason. Honestly, it's how I was able to get here too. She helped me come here and I was able to see the city within stars and outlines of it. So this has happened quite often, but I just can't make much out of it. Maybe we'll come across someone along the way that I know. That's what I'm hoping. So, seems like when I hang out with you guys, I get learning more and more information, so... Small breadcrumbs. You sure you're not just crazy? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I've seen some pretty crazy pirates. They see things too, just saying. Do they see stars? <laughs> yeah, they definitely do. <laughs> I don't know. Have you heard of anything like this before? Don't believe I have. Make a religion check. sequence of events that you're speaking of with the dreams doesn't sound familiar to you but you have heard of stories like you've read you remember reading it during your studies reading historical novels if you will historical journals of specific spellcasters that were visited by deities um, and in some cases they received their magic from such such beings sounds like this could be some kind of similar feature but you're not familiar with 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 who this data is or or anything you sort remember hearing stories of specific um, spellcasters that instead of having to learn their magic it was gifted I'll relate that to whoever doesn't know at the in the party that yeah is there anyone watching us because we're still outside right you are my perception check is always conversation with us let's be honest uh, I know what to Perception. Yeah, it's not that great. It's just better than I usually roll. <laughs> just when fourteen. It's yeah, fourteen. <laughs> it's pretty good for me. You rolled it at twenty when you used yeah. that little slide effect. Good. So, kind of looking around, um, you guys are still yeah. kind of in that alleyway. You haven't stepped out onto the main street of the Iron Flask yet. You're still in that alleyway, <laughs> just kind of hanging out in the shadows, looking up and down the alley. There's not a lot of folks out there. You, you do see there's the occasional townhouse that has like a single candle lit in the in the window that's still illuminating, but most everyone seems to be asleep at this point, or they're in the tavern, one or the other. Uh, and you definitely don't see any guards. Okay. Did any of this happen before the the rift in the sky? Did it start happening when that, that occurred? I did see the rift. I did see it open up. Again, stars, outlined in stars, but when I first got here, when I was going through the wilderness, 
that's when I first saw her. And then, yeah, that was the first time I've ever experienced anything like that. So I'd say it's about like five times now where I've had an encounter, or not an encounter with her, but just able to see. But you said that she led you here, right? Yeah. So that would have been before. Right. Yeah. So not directly related to the rift, but right. I Maybe wasn't able to see that though. Find somewhere. I know many places with books and lore really? where we could study for you and try and find something. Nearby. Do I know anything nearby? No. no. Uh, short of your personal, your your family's personal library. Mm -hmm. And that's still days travel away. No, not close. Um, probably 300 miles or so. It's a good hop to give a jump, but who knows what we'll come across in Fielden if we head that way. I know that's the direction I need to go anyway, so. Even if Chris and Cliff is not 300, it's, it's roughly. No, I'm, I'm lying to oh, you. Oh, okay, thank you. Dang it, honey! You never tell <laughs> <laughs> My bad. Whoops. Deception check. Uh, <laughs> it's too late now. <laughs> we, won't, we won't check it. My uh, bad. My fault. Just continue this conversation. I won't check it. I was. I, I literally. I thought she was being <laughs> serious. It's like, wait, yeah. what? No. I mean, she got me. <laughs> <laughs> she got Cecilia. Continue on. Now I'm at high on alert. <laughs> I didn't check the rest of this conversation. <laughs> You're right, you're right. <laughs> you gotta tell me before you do stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> so you guys continue on. I mean, that's the direction I need to go anyway, so... That's fair. As long as you're okay with reading for me. As long as, and as long as I'm not a burden to you guys, I try my best to pull my own weight. Never a burden, I mean, never seen anybody shoot. They couldn't see. Mm -hmm. It hit something. Pretty impressive. Quite. Well, so are y'all. I can't lie about that. I do feel safe. I know. <laughs> <laughs> so should we head back to the Iron Plus then? Time of day is busy. It's close to midnight. Is Siri still there? Can I just pick up her scent by any chance? Uh, you. Since you left the Stone Dragon Plaza, like she kind of followed you guys out until you hit the streets, and then you watched her walk away. Like you saw her on the rooftops, and then she just kind of started hopping rooftop. And you're not sure where she went, but she didn't seem to be following. You oh, anymore. that's right. Was there a natural yeah. twenty to? Yeah, you spotted her, but, and she was definitely keeping tabs on you guys yeah. until you got out of danger, and then she took off. You're not sure where she is at this point. Okay, so she's not here. No, you didn't. Okay. looking about smelling, you won't need to make a check. She, she's okay. you, you know earlier she left, okay. so. I think we're kind of testing our luck out here. Agreed. Probably head back, especially with it being so late. To yeah. To the flask. To yeah. the flask. Right. So you guys make your way uh, back into the uh, into the iron flask. Do you you go in through the main door? You're not going to go around the cellar, right? You guys are going into the main level. Yeah. So. As much as I think it'd be fun to do that tonight, I think we need a longer. Yeah. 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 Okay. So you guys enter in.
pitch back into the hourglass, you can hear the rabble beneath you. Um, Rocks loud, and then you hear what as you guys kind of step inside. There is no one in the main tavern floor up top. Uh, you don't even see the barking as, as you enter in. It's, it's dimly lit. You see, there's a couple of candles on the tables here and there, and they're almost all burnt all the way down to the to the bottom of the wax. Um, it's very quiet, except beneath your feet, and you hear shouting. You hear a lot of people like, "Yeah, get it, go!" And you hear what sounds like these thuds, these loud smacks. Kind going on beneath your feet. Um, a moment or two passes, and you see coming out of the kitchen, you see that barkeep kind of steps in. Apologies, sir. You haven't been waiting long, have you? No, just arrived. Drinks. I mean, it's already late. So. It's true. Yeah. I'll have money. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> There'll be three copper for you. Celebrate something. So, anybody who's having a drink is three coppers, and he does pour you a bit of that same very, very light, almost clear ale. <laughs> it's, it's, it's rough. It's a rough brew. pass after he gives you a drink and you kind of he you hear down below you hear like what sounds like cheering you hear like ah! and people like like standing up on chairs and things like this things shuffling around and the barkeep immediately like he's I'll be I'll be back in a few moments and he takes off back into the kitchen okay <laughs> nobody else is here is he supposed to have money to fight? Don't hear. In this front area of the tavern, it's just empty now. It's quiet, it's empty. I guess as soon as he leaves, I will cast Detect Magic Ritual. Okay. Wow. Such a good yeah. <laughs> So you take 10 minutes as you're sipping on your yeah, ale. Uh, you take your time casting Detect Magic. Um, you pick up. You do pick up the items that that are in, currently mixed amongst you, the the, the chalice, the idol itself. Uh, let me think. There's nothing magical in, in the main room, though. As you're sitting here in the main tavern, you're not picking up anything magical around you, uh, nor beneath you, either. And that would be assuming I walk to the bar, walk back or something. Yeah. Into, kind yeah, of, kind yeah. of walking to and yeah. from, you're, yeah. you're not picking anything up in this Particular area. No. Who has the, the idol? I do. You do? I thought you did. Yeah. I can't remember. So, do you guys intend to try and see Gildas tonight, or are you going to retire and do it number one? The sooner we can get rid of this idol, yeah, I don't the better I have feel. it. Can I see where the barkeep went? <laughs> yeah. If it's been about 10 minutes for him to cast that, uh, the barkeep comes back up and he he looks frustrated, he's kind of grumbling to himself, and you see as he's, he's uh, like pulled a little, a couple of coins out of a purse, and he's sticking it back into his purse, and oh, shit. <laughs> kind of tucks it away. Can I get you all anything else? 
meeting with Gildas, I suppose. He's available for the night. On what business? Personal, but he sent us on an errand. All right. He turns back into the kitchen. Maybe seven or eight minutes pass. Uh, you watch as he opens up the door to the kitchen once more and come on back. Still no one behind us. Yeah. No one. No one no one in the no one's out, it's just quiet. Not even anybody invisible. Oh, no, no one invisible. So you guys step through the kitchen. You pass through the kitchen, and you see as you, you enter in, you see that dwarven woman that you that had been in there working uh, the, the couple of days or the day or two prior that you were in here. She is running back and forth like a mad woman between these these big pots of stew, uh, like putting bowls in. And then you watch there's a cellar door kind of here in the kitchen that's opened up, and she keeps making her way down the stairs and back up, taking bowls down as she goes. Um, and you watch as the barkeep, as he lets you in and kind of, you walk past towards uh, Gildas' office, he once again recedes down into that same set of stairs. Um, so you guys enter into Gildas' office and you watch as he emerges. Like As you're walking in, he's also emerging from another door across the way, kind of stepping into the room. Uh, you watch as he's turning around and shutting a door. And, Welcome back. When he was closing that door, did we get a peek inside? Looked like a set of stairs. Okay. Uh, did I pick up anything with magic? Uh, it's it's been more than ten minutes okay. at this point, yeah. Because you guys had to wait for him to go okay. get Gildas and come back. At this point, it's been a little bit yeah. a little bit too late. You're probably on the tail end of it, actually. I would say. Um, and I will note, you do pick up like as as it's receding, you pick up couple things. You pick up some uh, enchantment magic coming from the corner to the left, and as you turn your head, you see Siri sitting in the chair with her legs propped up, just smiling, looking at all of you. Um, and you see on Geldus there is a ring. A, he's, he's got a ring on just about every finger, but there's a particular uh, bronze ring that's giving off a bit of enchantment magic as well. And you're picking up Faint bits of zing. necromancy magic coming from within his desk. Sits down at the desk of a seat. Siri says you were successful, but had a bit of a strange encounter with the danger that I warned you all of. It seems we were a bit late. So it seems. However, it seems that you kept casualties to a minimal. Those damned guards were the only ones that died. Commissioner himself, which is no skin off my back. As long as no Drishkins perished, no harm, no foul. 
not that we saw, and the ones that we did see, we told them to flee. Hold on. May I see it, please? Uh, sure. Maybe you have it, I, I, I thought we could look at it. <laughs> We're not supposed to look at it, right? Don't focus on it. Don't look it in the eyes. I take it out of my bag, and I hold on to it. You hold on to it? Yeah. Like, he can see. Right. I'm not giving it over. So as you take it out... Yeah. <laughs> so as you, go. <laughs> you take it out of your pouch, you do notice it's still kind of warm to the touch. Like there's some kind of internal flame within this thing. And it, you suddenly you watch as there's this aura of red around it. Similar to what you've been seeing in your dreams and in the stars, the, that color. It kind of washes that almost gaseous form that wa- of color that washes between stars, and then you notice another bit of red that starts to form on the back of Adnan's shoulder. As you pull it out, the two of you are close together. Adnan, you suddenly feel this tingling that becomes almost like a slight burning on the back of your shoulder. You all right? I suppose. A moment passes and it fades. That aura dissipates. What exactly is in this idol? Strange. That is none of your concern, I'm afraid. Your concern is getting paid for retrieving it. So he. Has anything like that ever happened to me before? No. Not to your knowledge. I can't see anything anymore. No, it was a moment of. uh, Like I said, there's a moment of. Like a bit of a red that kind of washes around the idol and around her shoulder, and then it just faded. But it was similar to that—the colors that you've been seeing in the, uh, in the in the night sky scenes that you've been envisioning. It's very similar to that. Is the is it like an actual like pain, or just a warming sensation? It, it was like, like a. It, it was more like... <laughs> Icy Hot was invented at this time. <laughs> I mean, yeah, it was more like that. It, it, like it, 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 it almost burned. Like, it almost... It was almost hot enough that it burned. Almost like taking a hot pot out of a stove, or off the stove, letting it cool for maybe 10 seconds, and then putting it against your skin. It was just... It, it was... It was a strange sensation. I check um, Gildas just to make sure that he's not going to do anything once I give it to him. Make an inside check. Siri, how is she feeling? Huh. Siri is just chilling. Like in all honesty, okay. like Siri, She's straight vibing. she she hasn't said a word during this entire encounter. She's still been sitting towards the back of the room, kind of sitting in that chair near the hearth, uh, just watching you guys. She's probably just loving all this excitement. Yeah. And uh, you watch as Gildas does get the coins out, and he he begins to count them. He counts 
uh, 100 gold pieces out each, very meticulously, very quickly, and sets them out. Now, I believe there's a discussion of information between each of you that you would like to acquire from me. Impossible. I'm no, I'm a reasonable man. I know that perhaps I was a little harsh earlier. What say you to 10% per question? Honestly, sounds pretty fair. I don't think I was ever getting any gold. <laughs> <laughs> but I was promised a question. You were promised a question. How about 5%? <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for swaying, Jack. Dang it. <laughs> As I said before, knowledge is worth money. Spend ten gold. I just want to make sure I get my ten golds. What mm -hmm. you know, knowledge could be a little bit, not much. Would be worth ten gold. A question of gold. What? A question of gold. No. 10% per question. <laughs> Consider it gambling. I do like a good gamble. Perhaps the information is worth more than the 10 gold that you pay for it. Perhaps it's worth less. That's the fun of it all, isn't it? Not much fun. I'll take that gamble. I'll go first. While he, she's asking a question, can I still, like, kind of. I guess. Listen for his heartbeat and everything to make sure he's telling the truth. Like some. So, yeah, yeah. Make, make an insight check. Go ahead and make a, a preemptive insight check then as you're focusing in, trying to pay attention to what he says and making sure that he's telling the truth. What is your question then? As he goes ahead and counts 10 gold off your pile and sets it over to him. 17. We discussed that man the other night. The question was, had you seen him, and if so, what direction was he headed? I did see a man matching that description, wearing a similar outfit to yours. I believe he said his name was Elijah, if not mistaken. Although, based on the anxiety he was showing, I imagine he's going by a different name now. He traveled, took a carriage, traveling east, towards Dunslow. That's all I know. Where did you say he's traveling to? Dunslow. Um, do I believe him when he says that's all he knows? Make an inside check. Tell he's being honest. I'll ask my question. What do you know of Orpheus's liar? What have you heard about him? I know very little. I know it's an old Drishkin fairy tale. Something to do about using the, the gods using the liar to put a titan to sleep a long time ago during the war. That's how powerful it was. As of what became of it after the war, I couldn't tell you. 
However, I did recently come into acquisition of a tablet. It's called a tablet of lore. That's all I know of the tablet. But inscribed on it were runes I could not read. And amongst those runes, there was a depiction, a pictograph of a golden lyre. Being held in the hands of some creature. Saw the hands, but the rest of the tablet is missing. Traded, I sold the tablet to a man named uh, Laszlo Norson in Iridesa. Collector of swords. Here. He begins plucking ten coins off your stack and setting them aside. Farakist here. I'm afraid I've not heard of this. Farakist is a Drishkin goddess. I know that much for sure. There was a temple north of the Golden Hills dedicated to Farakist at one time. Imagine that it was probably leveled by the Fieldsons during the war as being a heretic's temple, but perhaps you could find information there. Where's the temple? North of the Golden Hills. Gildarth 
the Shadow Forge, where I'll find them. Anything about them? Don't know the name Gildoth, but I know of the Shadow Forge. Shadow Forge is a title given to the most prominent field of enchanters. Those who imbued their creation with dark and cursed magic. From my understanding, there may have only been a dozen or so in history, and the last one died well over 60 years ago during the war. If you're looking for information on the Shadow Forges, have a contact named Miga. He lives in Irisboro, just south of the Golden Hills, a small mining town. He was a war scribe during the war between Thilden and Drishka. He's a bit of a historian buff. It's possible that if you're looking for information on Shadow Forges, he'd be your closest bet. Megan? Mega? Mega. Mega. M I G G A. Mega. That was close. And he lives in. I was Borough, south of the Golden, Hill, Golden, Golden Hills. Hills. He's mentioning the um, the Shadow Forge and everything. Does that at all like bring a bell to me? I guess for check. Eighteen. Eighteen. Let me check something in your backstory just real quick. that centuries before, many, 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 many moons ago, there was a Shadow Forge who came to Phelan and caused great, great havoc in one of the temples to the south. That was called, that temple was known as the Temple of the Seasons. mentioned everybody do we have ideas of where this are where these places are do we need a map to go and figure out where they are uh all of you yeah you guys are not familiar with Thielden as a whole so in order to find these places okay. you, you wouldn't need, need to purchase a map so places that you mentioned I'm not sure how to get there possibly that you might have a map so we'll have to kill one I have one I could probably part with to a gold. It's <laughs> a want pleasure doing business with you. <laughs> he stands up and he wanders over. It's a pleasure. <laughs> he wanders over to a cabinet. Yay! And he pulls out the reveal. a rather large <gasps> map. A rather large 
map of the entire continent of Del Mar. It's a goal just to look, and then he's going to take it back. <laughs> so, and he would point on the map and say that uh, Ayersboro is here. Okay, yeah, tap the boat. There's a map there. That's all I was trying to figure out. Is okay, so both of your things are south of the Golden Hills and north of the Golden Hills. So. And then Dunslow is on the way right here. That's so, so, and then Iridessa is here. Okay. And that's where you need to go. Yeah. Well, dang. Okay. Thanks, DM. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Good class to go. Uh, he said he can part with it, right? So he's going to. Yeah, for a goal. Okay. Nice. Yeah, well, I gave him this thing gold. And you would know, too, that now uh, traveling from here to there, that's probably. It's probably 200-ish miles to Iridessa, and it's about 50 miles to Dunslow, then another 50 down to Golden Hills. So it's it's quite a bit of traveling to do. So we're going to do it. We already paid for our rooms, right? Can we yeah. just check them out? Okay, let's just make sure. So. This question's off the record, um, since it's a question of terms, Gildas. Um, but how are you going to guarantee my freedom now from these pirates? <laughs> Can I also inside check up what he's answering? He kind of leans back. Sir. <laughs> Sir. Sir. <laughs> are you there? You hear as Siri kind of chuckles a little bit. And to be honest, Considering the deal fell through, I can't. Regario will likely come after you. However, should you wish to work for me, perhaps I can protect you. What would it entail? Allow me to show you. He kind of slides the the gold over to each of you. However, as he's sliding some over to Cecilia, you hear you series kind of snuck around the back of you, and she says, "Ah, hold on. Let me think. How much did that potion cost me again?" Oh, oh yeah. Of course. You she goes pick ahead. Pick on the. She goes ahead. Oh yeah. She plucks gold out of your pile and sticks it into her pocket. Siri, I don't think that's the right thing to do here. I mean, we could have healed her ourselves. You're the one who chose to jump down from where you were hiding and heal her. Oh, that's true, it's true. But that potion still cost me money, and... Your potion, though. She didn't ask you to do it. Oh, I don't care. Money's money. And she looks so much better now for it, doesn't she? No. <laughs> <laughs> How much does she take? She took 40 gold pieces off. Freaking heck! <laughs> If you wish to fight me about it, then come on, little tiefling man. She plucks it, puts it in her pocket. It's Sorry, hon. She taps you on the shoulders. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and she kind of does a little skip towards the door and opens it up, uh, like towards the back door leading out. Uh, and she kind of turns to Gildas. Well, it's been pleasant. It's been a fun evening watching you all run around like little rats in a cage. It's been Brilliant, truly it has. But I've got to run. Shit to do, people to kick. Or is it shit to kick, people to do? I'm not really sure. She steps out into the darkness. 
Anyways. <laughs> so what? So he does. You you here? guys get ninety gold pieces each. You get fifty. And I get zero. You get zero. And no freedom. <laughs> cool. So, but you don't get. We'll, we'll get to that in a second. Okay. So Geldus kind of he he opens up that door that he uh, that he had stepped out of earlier and reveals down below there is a. Uh, Set of stairs that goes down. If you, after you all, lead the way. And you can hear a lot of laughter, a lot of carrying on downstairs. Um, question. We, in the contract, did it promise his freedom, in Castro's freedom? The, in the contract, uh, it, did promises freedom, and in this case, he is free. Doesn't mean the pirates won't come after him to try and enslave him again, though. Gildas, in theory, kept in up the, his end of the bargain. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. The biggest thing was is that Gildas wouldn't hold you as his property. Yeah. That was basically True. what he was promising is that he wasn't going to keep you there mm -hmm. because he he okay. and he was going to pay for you so and purchase you and make it work for him essentially. As we are walking. To grab Cecilia on the shoulder. I'm gonna pull her back and I'll, I'll grab her hand and I'll put 20 gold pieces in it. Put 20 gold pieces in it? A well rounded party is a better off party. You don't have to do that. It's fine. I mean, <laughs> I know I don't have to, but I, I actually <laughs> subtly heard Casseros actually say. Look at me. Just trust me. We're better off if everyone has more in their pockets. Okay, well, don't pity me every time something bad happens. I can take care of myself. I know you can. And trust me, if anyone knows anything about pity, it's me. So, you guys. Make your way downstairs to reveal a secondary tavern, an under tavern, if you will, beneath the iron flask. As you step down, you see dozens of patrons here. Probably nine or ten large tables scattered about, a very long bar, much bigger than the one upstairs, where that barkeep is kind of running back and forth, dealing out uh, different ales and things. You see a majority of the patrons here, almost all of them are Drishkin. Uh, many of them, very, you see for the first time a lot of Drishkin men. Uh, they're very big, very tall, uh, built arms. Most of them have big beer guts. Uh, some of them are just absolutely shredded. Most of them are not wearing, uh, like they're wearing very tribal looking clothes, so it reveals kind of their chest and their, their stomach, just a couple of furs on their shoulders. Uh, you see a large hearth in the middle is a two-sided fireplace that you can kind of enter and uh, see from one side to the other with a big fire and a couple people sitting around talking. To the right, there is a pit that kind of goes down. There's a stairway that leads down into a very large sand pit. And you see two of these Drishkin men just going at it. Uh, like six or seven people watching them, just agging them on. Uh, you see it with every strike, blood just goes scattering until finally there's a large uppercut and one of the men just goes down into the sand. Beyond that to the left, you see a stage. Fairly newly renovated. Don't. 
as Yoda's kind of walks you down. Welcome to the true Iron Mask. One that the people of Stonebrook don't know of. As I said, my people have been wronged. Not just by Theoden, but by Elador as well. We're outcasts, vagrants. This gives them a place to come let out some of their more tribal tendencies. The stage was meant to be yours, Casper's. That is a pretty nice stage. <laughs> After seeing you perform at Ergamon, I wanted you for myself. Thought that maybe you could bring a little cheer to some of the more dour folk that come through my town. Holiday cheer, Meister. Did you know that reference? Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> it already seems pretty cheaper down here to me. I would agree. It's a lot more lively than the Stone Dragon. Oh, that's because it's midnight and everyone's drunk. Oh. <laughs> Fair. And you know, as you look over, there, there's a couple people that are already just splayed out on the floor. <laughs> Alcohol. So, what would it entail if I worked for you? Would I get a better room than what's upstairs? Oh my god. That could be... That could be obtained. Just knocks one of the walls out. Yeah. What about just like some <laughs> shows here and there? Yeah. Some performances here and there. Independent contractor? Make a persuasion check. Okay. I suppose even your passing performances would draw more attention than that of the Stone Dragon Inn. This is what I'm truly after. To be honest, I'd like to open this up to all people. And even the Stonebrook people mingle with the Drishkins, learn that we're not all slaves, we're not barbarians. We can be civilized as well. Do you seem genuine? Make an inside check. Because this is super civilized down here. <laughs> 21. 21. Ooh. Enjoy yourselves, have a few drinks. He steps aside and begins to go and mingle with some of the other patrons. It's not the worst thing, but 
I don't fully believe everything he's saying is true. Like I said, I believe it's a half truth. Yeah, I appreciate that. Still don't know how you do, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Call it intuition. <laughs> so I've dealt with enough businessmen of my life to know when they're lying to me a little bit. It's true. It's fair enough. <laughs> I still have the eye right? What's up? I still have the eye. No, you guys made that transaction. Did we actually get it over? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, you made that transaction when you traded the gold. You're just carrying around a conscious. I mean, <laughs> yeah. okay with baiting. <laughs> Sorry, I would actually note that uh, when he procured the map, you would have watched him put that in that cabinet and lock it up. Okay. So he, he did put it away and he kept it covered. Like he actually put it up all there. I forgot. We got to wrap up the question. We had to narrate yeah, that right. part. But yeah. you would have noticed that he would have covered, draped a cloth over that and put it in that cabinet when you handed it over. Okay. So. Um, actually, changes. Did the cabinet have any other artifacts in it? That we saw? Not that you saw. Okay. Uh, what did the detect magic pick up, though? Uh, there was something on his desk. Uh, yeah, in his desk. Oh, okay. Necrodites. Um, are the drinks any better down here? Yes, they oh, are. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. You kind of wander over <laughs> to, to it. They, they do still have that very cheap ale, uh, but they also have something a little thicker, and they also have wine down Ooh. here. Wow. You get a nice glass of wine. Same. <laughs> uh, the glass of wine that will run you. Uh, two silvers. For, or, I'm sorry, not two silvers. For, uh, they'll run you uh, six copper for a glass of wine. I'll take the cheap beer. <laughs> say to the bar. Three copper for those. <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> this is my interview, okay? I'm here as a guest. <laughs> I think this is on the house. Make a persuasion. <laughs> <laughs> the cheapest. Take much from him. It's an eight. <laughs> I love how your charisma is like your I know. Hey, the barkeep kind of looks at you. <laughs> yeah, that'll be three. <laughs> okay. well, I, I want to try. I want to try. Hold on. <laughs> Look, we had a long day and helped guild us out and everything. Could you maybe just give us a discount? Make a persuasion check with disadvantage. Yeah, I just tried. Thank you. <laughs> oh, frick. <laughs> Nine. <laughs> <laughs> that will also be three bumpers for you. Yeah. We're like the cheapest part. <laughs> yeah, we are. <laughs> if we keep it as much as possible. I must have misunderstood when three coppers to begin with. The no, that you did that earlier when you got a drink upstairs. Yeah, but yeah. then I was going to get a drink now because everybody else was getting a drink. So, <laughs> so yeah, it'll be three three coppers. Uh, or or six if you want a glass of wine. Six for a glass of wine? Yeah. yeah. But it's better, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yes. Okay. I mean, I mean it's I would prefer wine. <laughs> no, it's imaginary drink special. I got wine. Wait, I got wine. Oh, you got wine? Six yeah. dollars. Oh, yeah, <laughs> Good call out. <laughs> so. I had to be honest. <laughs> you guys, uh, you, you see the rabble down here carrying on. Um, you watch as, uh, as, you, as you guys kind of sit at the bar and watch. You watch as this time the, the two enter in the ring. You see a rather tall, uh, like slender Drishkin woman. She stands about six foot six, six foot seven. With her hair is like completely shaved on both sides of her head, and the rest is pulled up into uh, like a braided mohawk that falls down behind her. 
she kind of gets into the pit with uh, with a guy that's a little bit short. He's probably six foot one, six foot two, but he's broad. He's he looks like he's four four feet from shoulder to shoulder. He's a big broad dude. And you watch as she wipes the floor with him. That's right. Just absolutely breaks him. Uh, like there, there's everyone, you, everyone starts cheering and chanting, just yelling at them, and she absolutely breaks him as a person. Did they say a name when they were yelling? They did indeed. They said that uh, they were started yelling um, Sheba. 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 How do we bet? <laughs> And as you guys are kind of here watching, you do notice too, there are four or individuals that are not Drishkin looking. They, they don't appear to be Drishkin, and they're not wearing the same travel garb. They're, each of them are standing near a doorway. Um, two standing towards the door near the bar. The other two are kind of near the fighting pit, off near the door where Gildas came down, where, where you guys followed him now. And they're dressed very fine. Like they're wearing the same kind of leather vest, um, like a fine tunic, uh, golden rings. Each of them have what's uh, similar to like a bowler cap almost on top of their heads. They seem to be dressed very similarly to Gildas. They seem to, and they're, they're just watching this all take place. Um, one of them appear, does appear to be Drishkin. You can see he's got his sleeves rolled up. You can see a few tattoos on him. The other ones appear to be just human, um, and each of them are just kind of keeping an eye on the on the crowd. So, what would you guys like to do from here? Hang out for a little while and then head up to sleep. Loki, wanna bed? <laughs> are they are they bidding on? Fighters and stuff, or is it just kind of like a? You want to go over there and see? I low key do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so you want to bet on my girl Shiva. <laughs> so you kind of you head over to where you hear all the uh, all the carousing going on. The fight's over. Shiva kind of walks out victorious, and she's kind of all right. Who's next? Uh, and you you hear is uh, another another man. Let me finish this drink, and I'll have you. And uh, he looks to be a little bit, uh, a little bit. He's not as stocky as the other guy was, but he is a little taller, sitting about six foot four. Um, he's wearing. Oh, that's right, you can't see. So, anyways. <laughs> Thanks. But anyways, I was like, I'll uh, let him finish. <laughs> but for those of you who do see this, yeah. this is what you would notice. Yeah. Six foot four. He's wearing. He's, he is wearing what appear to be like this fur, like hide armor almost. Um, kind of a big bushy beard. And a bald head, big bald, like his head is just totally bald, the forehead kind of extending a little bit over the brow. Um, as he's finishing off his drink, uh, you do wander over. So what do you, what do you want to do? How do you want to? You do hear, uh, you hear as one, uh, one man, uh, as, as you guys kind of, you, the crowd kind of clears a little bit, there is a human. He's probably five foot seven. It's like he looks this like this child as the, as the crowd of giants disperses. There's this one uh, little guy back there who's like, all right, taking your bets, taking your bets. Sheba versus, uh, that's going to be Garwin, Garwin. Sheba versus Garwin. Does she seem uh, pretty confident when he is, like, can I tell if she's still pretty confident or nervous when he... Make an insight check. <laughs> I don't know how confident my girl is. I also have a question. Um, do do they look like we can handle them at all? Or okay. how out of their league are they? Getting in the ring? Me? Oh. Well, 
All right. Based on looking at them and the way they're talking, you can hear a lot of, most of them are speaking in Drishkin, so you don't understand them much. But you, in a fist fight, they would crush yeah. you. Like, yeah. these guys would cream you. Yeah. However, using your your innate so skills and your spell, your, your spell casting in particular, you might stand a chance. Okay. You don't gather that anyone down here has any kind of arcane uh, abilities whatsoever. But in a fist fight, bare knuckle brawl, they would probably break you. Okay. 21. 21. Um, okay, so... I need to know who won't win. <laughs> he, she still sounds pretty confident. She sounds very riled up after that victory. Um, and Gerwin sounds a little drunk. Okay. But he's—it's hard to tell. They both sound very confident. Like they sound very confident in their skills. He's a little more drunk than she is. What that could mean, who knows? Okay. I'll bet two silver. Actually, two gold. I'll do two gold. Two gold. Yeah. All right. So as you, you kind of wander over to the guy and you put two gold. Oh, wow! Well, all right. Uh, on who? Sheba. Sheba. All right. Two gold. Pot goes up. Sheba to win. Uh, odds are, uh, starts calculating it up. Man, if I win, I'll feel a little better. <laughs> I hope you do. It's okay. It's for funsies, right? <laughs> this isn't my gold anyway. It's that. <laughs> you see a lot, of, a lot of. There's a lot of muttering in the crowd. A lot of people are just. Let, let me see. Let me see who win it all. Away. It's pretty bad. I'm assuming it's favor this is going to tilt to. Alright. So a lot of people begin to kind of discuss, and, and they all say, you hear a lot of muttering, Shiva, this is her third fight, she's going down this time. Oh, great. She's, going, she's got to go down this time. So the crowd starts kind of pitching in money. A couple people pitching for Shiva, most people are pitching in for girl one, though. That's fine. The, the odds end up being That's right. uh, with, with your two gold pieces in there and all this coppers and silvers kind of pouring in. Uh, there is a two to one, so you will you'll you'll double your your coin if you if you win. So, um, any other takers? Any other takers? Sheba versus Gerwin. So you guys just kind of watch this. Uh, a moment passes. Gerwin finishes his drink, and Sheba just she's got two. It just pounds both of them back quickly, like two mugs of ale, and sets them down. Just kind of, and makes her way back into the pits. Um. There is a moment where they kind of they size each other up. There doesn't seem to be any real uh, rules or regulations here. Um, you do notice that the the man taking all the bets does he does kind of check them over and he pats them down. He does pull a large club off of Gerwin and sets it aside so that there appear to be no weapons involved in this. Um, and he says, "All right, all good. Have at it then." And they're off. Gerwin immediately goes for a spear, tries to catch Sheba, who just plants her feet down and just pulls that big long knee up and just cracks Gerwin right in the teeth. That's right! And he watches his blood just begins to kind of spew from his beard. Oh my gosh. But he maintains his lift and he just picks her up and just throws her over his shoulder. She goes like, totally right. While well, all this is happening, can I ask the announcer what like the rules are for this game? Oh yeah, so is your, so you yeah, approach him and yeah. he kind of looks at you. <laughs> yes! <laughs> it's, it's, it's really quite simple. Two people get in the ring, and they beat each other with their bare knuckles until one of them goes unconscious. That sounds fun. Oh, okay. Thanks. <laughs> 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 Alright, chunk you by your horn. <laughs> <laughs> Do you think you can hang? I mean... 
What about if they're knocked asleep? Asleep, unconscious. Same thing, it's, right? it, it's kind of the same thing, yeah, I agree. guess. If you could knock someone asleep. I'm in. <laughs> yes, yes, yes. <laughs> I love it. So, uh, at this point, as you say this, you watch as uh, she just gets tossed. And just gets hurled over over Gerwin's shoulder. She goes tumbling into the sand. Gerwin runs up and he just jabs her right across the nose and then comes across with a cross. She starts spitting blood. Okay. And she kind of like stumbles a little bit. Um, he comes up with an uppercut. She okay. deflects and just stands up with a high knee once again right to the chin. You hear the snap and he watches his head kind of spins backwards a little bit. And he kind of stumbles backwards. With this, she does a front kick and then jumps. And with that long reach and cross, she comes across his nose and knocks him unconscious. As he goes to the ground. That's my girl Shiva. <laughs> yes. So you do win four gold pieces for that. Let's go. Did we notice whether the uh, nice dress poster <laughs> match? What's that? Did we notice whether the nice dress? They are not. They're, they're, <laughs> no, you don't never see them go over near the crowd. They seem to just seem to be watching. Body cords, like some, or just bouncers. Okay. They seem to, and despite the fact that everyone else in here okay. is much larger than them, you, you gather that just based on the way they're acting, they're either they're they just got some here stuff to keep, up their sleeves. Yeah, they're here to keep the peace. <laughs> um, just based on them watching, uh, you do see actually noticing this. You do notice as there's a bit of a tussle that breaks out between two two guys at one of the tables that kind of I told you she I told you she behind it, and then another man just throws a punch, and as he does, he knocks the other the other Drishkin down, gets back up, and they start to go at it. You do watch as one of these men kind of begins to approach them. They both look at him, and then they, they just kind of go back to their drinks. And he steps back aside. You, you do gather that these, they're capable of handling themselves. Um, so. You haven't seen anything like this before. <laughs> 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 as, you, as, you're, uh, as you're saying this, like, the, 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 the announcer's kind of like, all right, all right, pal, what's your name? Castor's Falcon. Castor's Falcon. You must have heard of me. Well, he's famous, you know. Yeah. Alright, alright, little fellow. <laughs> um, you, sh you sure you want to do this? Uh, I'm sure, buddy. Let's go, <laughs> Pull my cowl. And then I get Mavis. <laughs> and so Mavis kind of like hops over to his, yeah. over to his shoulders. Yeah. He's like, oh my god, <laughs> Alright. Alright, he like reaches towards her and she just kind of like bug-eyed, just staring and then just, just tries to bite his finger and he's like, Okay, alright, so you're just gonna hang out right there. Uh, like, he, he kinda looks about, or looks around a little bit. Um, okay. Uh, Shiva, you go for another one. Shiva kinda looks around. I'm done for the night. And she goes and sits down. Alright, uh, well, who here wants to, to fight Castro's Falcon? Who here wants to fight Castro's Falcon? Um, as this, as this, your name is announced, you want, you guys watch this Gildas. He perks up and he looks oh, over. Oh no! Oh no! And no! He, no! <laughs> he immediately begins to make his way over. Wait, I thought I thought she and he, she he was got, fighting. He says, "I'll fight you." <gasps> no! Okay. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> um, I'm gonna bet four gold on Gildas. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, I gotta pull it, I gotta pull up the uh, pull the map up for this. Hold Just on. kidding. Uh, <laughs> I need 
Wish we good luck. Do the thing. Hey, you've got this, buddy. You just bet on the other person. <laughs> As Gilda says this, he begins to roll his sleeves up and kind of smile on oh, you. <laughs> I'm strong. You're I'm going fast. To, you're going to do. I'm skiing. Here, as this goes on, here is everyone in the crowd just goes. Uh, we're gonna take a quick break before we get back to this. <laughs> Oh, shoot. <laughs> All right, we'll be right back.